ECU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. The day before Valentine's Day and a few days out from ECU baseball's season opener. We will talk some Pirate baseball, obviously, in today's show. We're also going to talk a lot of Pirate basketball. It's a huge week, not only for the men's team, but also the women's team as they are closing in on the top of the league standings. We will get into that. We've got Kaysen Romaley here in studio. We've got Philip Pilkington behind the glass. We may talk some Super Bowl as well. I just realized we got, uh, so I got red, you got pink, pink going on, so we're in the Valentine's Day mood, man. Valentine's Day mood, that is right. It is around that time, and I am looking forward to it. There's a big big game on, I mean, it's a big game, but. Every game's a big every game. Every game's a big game, but. You love some, your ball, so. I, I do love ball, but sometimes the opponent's not the best, but still is a, a big game. Wichita State. On Thursday, Thursday is also my birthday, so hopefully I get. Oh wow! A, hopefully I get a birthday win. I, I didn't know. even realize that. So you got uh, Valentine's Thursday. Day and birthday back to back. Yep. So let's. Uh, first off, you got any big Valentine's Day plans for you and the girl? I do not have big Valentine's Day for the for my girl because she actually got her start her first job today. Congratulations wow. to her in in Raleigh, where she's from. So she'll be working that. So. I will be alone on Valentine's Day. I'll how probably, do, I'll probably give her, I'll probably give her a little FaceTime or something. Right. Though. How do we feel about Valentine's Day, guys? Let's go around the horn here. I've obviously got a wife, so like, you know, she's giving me the whole, don't give me anything. We got kids now, but I'm like, I gotta get her something. I know she's not listening to this because she doesn't care about sports. She doesn't care about my show, but, uh, I want to get her something. I just gotta figure out what it is. I don't know. What do y'all think? Like, do you, are you obligated if you're in a relationship to get something for Valentine's Day or is it overrated? Well, I'm going to say this first. First of all, she was very adamant about, don't give me nothing for Valentine's Day. Da, 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 da. Why do we have to celebrate Valentine's Day? Shouldn't, should you like me and love me the, the rest of the year? Why do it just one day? And I, and I slow down lately. Look, I like Valentine's Day, so I'm going to get you some chocolates, some roses, just a little something. But I'm, but she's not going to be here now, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll still get her something. But I think you should still get something for right. your other, but that's just, that, that's just me. Philip, uh, what's in your, what's in your Valentine's Day plans this year, man? And how do you feel about the holiday as a whole? Well, I'm single, so I was be watching Daytona 500 qualifying. But as a whole, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, it's definitely a Hallmark holiday. They candy companies created it to make money, right. but I have no problem getting. I think you should at least get, like Case says, some chocolates, some roses. You don't have to go all out. But also, like, I don't think. You should have to do anything too crazy special because kind of the case in point, if you have to do something great on one day, you're kind of messing up the other 364. Like, I don't think it has to be the night you have to go to the fanciest dinner. Like, what's wrong with ordering some Chinese food and sitting in and letting her pick the movie? I mean, you can just do that. don't have to be a fancy dinner. You can take her a fancy dinner any other day. So I think some people maybe take it too far, go too above and beyond. And like I said, it's just becoming a hallmark holiday for all the big corporations to make more money. But you should at least do something to acknowledge it because it's nice to show your woman that you love her, you know, and yeah, you should surprise her sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with showing her specifically on February 14th. And it's one of those things too. If you, if you try to actually go out to eat on February 14th, good luck to you. You got to be a little smarter planet like Valentine's day week. I'm like taking my wife. If I had time before kids, 
you know, doing something on Monday, not waiting till Wednesday night. Even then, if you like, I almost try to do it a week ahead of time because the whole week is going to be slammed. We have an anonymous text in from an IBX Media employee. It says, must be nice to get someone something for Valentine's Day with a frowny face. So, hey, man, enjoy your money that you're saving. I'll just say that much because for it's sure. expensive. Uh, and if, for if, sure. if you want to try to get something delivered to your girl in Raleigh, like it costs like an extra twenty bucks. So it's like not even worth it, man. And, and look, I know you're married, but man, like having a girlfriend is expensive. I can't imagine. It is. It wife. is a lot. I mean, it's like it's yeah. Uh, John Moody says a card <clears throat> in her favorite candy is what he goes with. Uh, I too will be watching Daytona 500 qualifying, but after 15 years with my wife, she knows what to expect. So, John will be watching some qualifying with you, uh, Philip. By the way, Friday we are going to start our NASCAR segment. It'll be, it'll be a weekly segment as long as I remember. Philip and Joe, are you going to get in on this? Yeah, I'll get in on this. I watch, I watch. You're a NASCAR guy? Yeah, I watch, I watch every race. Are you serious? Yes, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. What is going on? You got to sign on on VMix then. Am I, am I the only one that doesn't like I don't want to say I don't like it, but I just don't I can't um, get into it. Well, here's the thing. My best friend roommate, James Mouse, he is like, I've never met some, like, I want someone to love me like like that kid loves NASCAR. He watches the qualifying truck racing, Xfinity. He knows them all. And he's really like drag, he's really dragging me into it. So living with him for two years, every Sunday, Friday night, watching it every single night. So he's really dragged me into it. And it's very entertaining. So you want to get into it? You want for to get into our segment? Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, so July 6th. July 2nd through the 7th, I'm going to Chicago uh, for vacation. I just realized that they're doing the street race or the downtown race, and we're staying, like, in the downtown area. Should I should I try to, like, check this out, Philip, or what do you think? Like, what, what's the deal with this, like, downtown race? I mean, you're only going to be able to see X amount of the track, right? Because it's right. not like this is an oval thing. Um, if you've never been... I would say if you can get tickets, go just because the adrenaline rush the first time the cars go by you is great. But they do a very good job nowadays in NASCAR of turning the weekend into an extravagant event. If you don't even want to spend tickets on the race, there's going to be concerts down there, some of which are going to be free. Um, obviously, you don't really care about the merchandise haulers themselves because they're going to be selling NASCAR apparel. But a lot of times they've got other little fun things around the merchandise hauler area. I know one time in Charlotte uh, on like Friday afternoon before the race, they had some guys bringing in dirt bikes and they had ramps and they were like doing backflips and stuff as entertainment for the people walking around the merchandise haulers so you can see some stuff like that and take in the experience of the weekend without maybe paying for tickets to the race i mean every venue is going to do a little different i don't know if the chicago street race they're going to force you to have a ticket last year it was a debacle they allowed people with any random ticket into the pits and you were supposed to have pit passes and they were stealing stuff out of pit boxes, so you might be able to go steal some stuff from some NASCAR Maybe teams. Show or some tires got stolen. So, um, yeah, who knows? They might be tighter on that this year. Hopefully they are. But, uh, yeah, I would say at least try and get around it and see what the atmosphere is all about because you being a sports fan, you will at least, I think, appreciate the atmosphere, if nothing else. We'll have to check it out. At least go down there. Because I, I fly out Sunday. I don't even know what the actual race is, but I'm going to go. Sunday. Okay, so I'll probably go down there Saturday and like check out the event and just see what all the setup is like. All right, Aaron Watson says, who are y'all's drivers? This is turned into a NASCAR segment. So uh, who's your driver, Casey? Do you have one? It's going to be very hated on, but I like Ross Chastain, the watermelon guy. 
the watermelon guy. Ross Chastain. What? Any specific reason? He's just. I like him because he's just a little. He's just a little reckless. He doesn't really care what everyone else thinks. And I'm also. A, I'm also a pretty big Ricky Stenhouse guy. Okay. It, it, well, Ricky Spinhouse because he just he never wins, but he won Daytona last year, so hopefully he wins it again on Sunday. Won't happen, but who's your guy, Philip? William Byron. William Byron is uh, Kurt Busch still racing? Because he was my guy in the two car after Rusty Wallace. Is he done? His brother Kyle's still racing. Kyle's still Kurt's going. Been retired for this to be his second year of retirement. So when I watched it, he was in the two car. Kyle Busch was in the M and M's car, the eighteen. What, what is Kyle Busch driving now? Eight. Eight. Yeah, M and M's or the company, whatever. What company is that? What candy company does M and M's? I can't remember. I can't tell you. But they had been in NASCAR yeah. since like the early '90s and finally got out. I think last year. It was kind of a big sad day just because they had put so much sponsorship money into the sport. If you can take me back to the Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart days, and uh, I could get back into it, but I don't. I just don't know enough of the drivers. So, all right, let's talk some pirate bass. But we'll have again NASCAR segment Friday. We'll get into that. I, I'll tell you what. I'll try to get into it with that segment. Now that we'll talk about it on the show, I'll try to get into it some this year. Let's talk some pirate hoops. First off, re- let's recap. UTSA ECU goes on the road. Third true road win, Kaysen. The most since 2015-16 for ECU basketball in conference play. So winning on the road's a big deal. Look, I know UTSA is not very good. Their net is what, like 289 or something. But uh, the Pirates wire to wire. We predicted a good offensive uh, performance due to UTSA's numbers, and we got it. So what did you make of Saturday's game? Yeah, well, first I'm gonna say just everything looks great when you're making threes. I don't care who you're playing, what team you are. You could be last in the net. You make ten threes. You say, "Oof, we were playing pretty good." It was just a good performance. I mean, Brandon Johnson. I mean, where has that been for two months? I mean, he was seven threes on another tear. And I mean, just they just played like they wanted to win that game, and it was just weird to see because I mean, they just didn't look like themselves. I mean, is that because they were just hitting shots? I I guess cause I guess it I guess. Here was my thing. I think that when they walk into the gym, I'm like, oh, I'm like back in middle school. I can like right. go back to my good old days. Because that's so what, that's the gym what I like. thought. Because they played in the high school, like a JV gym. I mean, I just don't understand that how you're Amer- you're in the American Conference and playing in a gym that holds 300 people. I just don't U- understand that. UTSA has basically invested everything in football, and they still use the Alamo Dome, by the way. Like they don't even have their own facility. Their basketball, the Convocation Center, has been there for. God knows how many years. Their baseball field apparently is in a parking lot, basically. Scooter told me he's going to have to sit outside. They don't even have a press box or visiting radio. So he's like, if it rains, our equipment is just hosed. Cooked. So what are they? I guess they're just pumping all their money into football facilities on campus or just the football coaching staff. But whatever money they have, they've pumped in the football. And to their credit, football has been great. And that is the most important sport from a revenue standpoint. So, But clearly – Basketball, yeah, not a priority. Because I remember looking through when we were doing our uh, summer previews, their coach, I mean, they their coach has been well, 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 well under 500 every single year, and he's still there. And that just goes to show that they really could care less of what happens. And honestly, just... He's finally in a contract year, so yeah, he so probably won't be He probably back. won't be back. But, I mean, just a great win for the Pirates. And it's just such a weird season because it's just like... 
it's just so it's a roller coaster. I mean, they just can't win at home. Then they go on the road. They win three road games. Yes, to not against the best competition, but I don't care what you say. Road wins are road wins. Yeah. They're hard to come by, and they keep getting them. Eight and seven against D one competition at home, and so that has been a disappointment. We talked about it with Coach Schwartz on the inside. A Pirate Athletics show from Tiebreakers last night, and he was like, we need to find the consistency to where we can play like this at home, too. And I don't know. Usually for ECU, it's you're a good home team. You're extremely bad on the road. This year, this team is pretty good on the road. Like Even at Charlotte and FAU, for 30 minutes, they were in that game. At UAB, 35 minutes, they were in control of that game. So like even the games they've lost on the road could have beat Florida on neutral site. They have been a pretty good road team by college basketball standards. It's now, how can you win at home? And uh, this is a, a big week for home basketball. I mean, you host two winnable games, Wichita State on Thursday, Tulane on Sunday. Obviously, the team's going to take it one at a time, but you start looking ahead. You're like, hey, if you could win Wichita on Thursday, then all of a sudden you're going to have a chance to win three in a row. You have a chance to potentially set the program mark for most AAC wins since entering the league. So this is a this is a big week for ECU, no matter how uh, people want to spin it from a – Result standpoint, you have a chance to take a step forward this week. Yeah, let's just not get ahead. Of, let's just not jump the gun on this. I've said this for a couple of weeks. We have the opportunity to win a third straight AAC game. Got to even this. beat Wichita first, and it'll probably be a toss up. But game. yeah, and but back to what you were saying about home games. It's like, look, it's so hard when on the road. So that means you have to win at home. And I remember me and you doing our preview. You were saying we're not going. They're just not going to lose a lot of games at home. You had them losing like two games at I home. Mean, with what, 20 home games, you felt like that was their chance yeah. to, to rack up some wins. It just yeah. hasn't happened. And honestly, I mean, you just have to win at home because it's so hard to win anywhere else. I don't care where you go. And just... I think Wichita stays 1-7 on the road this year. Yeah, correct. And it's just like, so there's another opportunity. But I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this jam-packed weekend of ECU Athletics. There is a lot going on. And uh, by the way, shout out to the women's basketball team. They win... Against Charlotte Saturday. So they have a huge week coming up. They are now a game out of first place. They go to Rice, which I think is either tied or, or right there with them in the standings. Rice beat ECU at home early this season. So that'll be a huge game. And then they come back and play Memphis on Saturday. So a big, big week for the women's team as well. Softball 6 and 0. They host a game this afternoon, their home opener. That'll be a four o'clock first pitch chance to get the 7 and 0. Lacrosse gets a win. Women's tennis gets a win, so big week for ECU Athletics. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We will talk about uh, more about some Pirate basketball. Johnny Robertson also has a stat for us concerning ECU's point guard situation. We'll get into that and more. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. Everything you need to know in the world of ECU Athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back in. Hoist the Colors on this Tuesday. Casey Romaley in studio. Our basketball analyst on Hoist the Colors, Philip Pilkington producing. He's got the producer cam set up. So if you're watching our stream on YouTube or Facebook, you can see all of our glorious faces to get you ready for Valentine's Day coming up Wednesday. Um, by the way, like us on YouTube or like us on Facebook, the 94.3 The Game page. Subscribe to 94.3 The Game on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell. We're continuing to grow that page which we started last May when HTC, the radio program, launched. We're continuing to get those numbers up. So do that, and uh, that way you can tune in whenever we're live in the Patrick Johnson Show as well. All right, Johnny Robertson has a stat for us, as he always does. Johnny, I want to know where you 
do you like research these stats first off? Let us know how you find this stuff because it's it's really impressive. He says Jaden Walker is the first pirate to have more than twelve assists since Miguel Paul did it in January of twenty thirteen at UAB. He is also only the fifth pirate in the last fifty one years to accomplish accomplish this feat. Jaden Walker, of course, had thirteen assists, eight rebounds. Almost had a double-double with assists and rebounds in the win over UTSA. We've talked a lot about this, Kaysen. You've got two point guards, two very different point guards, a 6'5", more of a slow-paced point guard with Jaden Walker. And then you got Bobby Pettiford, who's probably a little bit more fast-paced but smaller. And uh, we saw Jaden have a good game. I, I still don't really know what to make of the point guard position at this point, but I do know you have two options just kind of – you just don't know who's going to like be in the rhythm of the game from night to night. Yeah, and that's a tough ask to uh, do as a coach because, I mean, look, I like Bobby Pettiford. I like Jaden Walker as well. They both have positives and negatives. But as we were talking, Jaden Walker is bigger. I think he does see the floor well. I will say I think Bobby Pettiford sees the floor better because of the experience he's had at Kansas, the way he's been taught. And just if you look at the passes he has, they are flashier and they are tired of windows than Jaden Walker's. And also, Jaden Walker had 13 assists. Yes, I'm very impressed. That's good. But also, this was the best shooting performance they've had and I don't know how long. And, and I mean, his defense was god awful. And I'm not taking nothing away from Jaden Walker, but I mean, ECU has been shooting some of the worst basketball in the country the past few months when Bobby Pettiver is at point guard. And I'm not saying that's a change or nothing, but I mean, assists happen when shots are made, just like we both said. So, I mean. And how many good drives and dish outs has Bobby had that just end in clanks? So, like a couple go, air balls. Well, yeah, like, could you, could it go down as like a, I don't know if they track potential assists or anything like that behind the scenes, but like, he would, he would rank up there in that too. So, there's just a lot that goes into it. Uh, Johnny says he notices trends and then researches the stats. So what do you think, Philip, about this point guard situation? Because it's one of those things where I just don't know if you're going to have a full-time point guard emerge at this point. Bobby's still kind of dealing with the hamstring, too. So you need both, but it'd be nice to see someone step up full-time, wouldn't it? It would be. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to do it this late. But go back to last season when Javon Small got injured. Um, Jaden Walker came up and became that guy. Now, the reason that he is not that guy yet so far this season is he was injured at the beginning of conference play. Now, to your point, Pettiford hasn't played bad. It's not his fault that when he makes a good dish, the shots haven't gone down. But sometimes in sports, and this is any sport, there's a level of comfort. And it's you can't explain as to why with one guy, other guys feel more comfortable. And it's not even a thing that they... I think subconsciously know that it's happening, or consciously know that it's happening. I think it is subconscious. So right now, if Jaden Walker's a hot hand, I say keep letting him run the point. See if he can portray this offense the way he did in the back half of last season and get to a threshold where you thought you were going to be coming into the year. A lot of their goals that they set for themselves 
are still reachable. You have three, the next three games coming up, you're playing against teams that are lower than you in the conference. I do think Tulane is a much better program than the other two that we're going to see out of the next three. But you have potential to get back above 500 in league play. And I think Jaden Walker has proven time and time again that he can be that guy. So I say feed the hot hand. And if junk hits the fan, then try and change it. But for now, why not go with Jaden Walker? And I think the other thing is ECU is a much better defensive team when Jaden is on the floor at the point. And, you know, Bobby and Jaden can play together, but the length, if you get Jaden at the points and you get RJ and then you go more of a bigger lineup, I think that makes you a better defensive team overall. Quentin DeBunje talking with Coach Schwartz last night. Questionable. He did not play at UTSA after returning versus Charlotte. Sounds like he kind of came back. I don't know if re-injuring the ankle is the right term, but uh, that is he's been kind of in and out of practice since. Valentino Pinedo should be available potentially by Thursday. He's back at practice now, non-contact. His face is pretty busted up, and I had to have surgery, so hopefully obviously wish the best for Val. We'll see if he's available Thursday, but he should be back soon. Um, This team just can't get fully healthy, Case, and that's another factor as well. There's always somebody out. There's always somebody out, but I will say I am looking forward to Thursday to see Mast Val. Mast Val. Mast Mast Val is here. I'm looking forward to that. I almost feel like Masked Val could be could be a thing like it could obviously don't wish injury on anybody hope it might turn him into ben wallace i feel like he's like he's gonna play better in the mask might turn him into like metal world peace right (laughs) now if he turns into metal world peace then we got uh, we got something on our hands uh any other individual performances stand out for you from utsa that you feel like ecu can maybe build off of or just any aspects of that game i mean i'm just want to keep harping on brandon johnson i mean if he can just keep this hot shooting going i mean he is a he is a streaky shooter, but I'll say when Brandon Johnson's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. And I think that if he can even if he can do half of what he did on Thursday night, they'll be just fine. I think against a struggling Wichita State team. All right. So looking at the American standings, by the way, guys, single sessions tickets for the American Championship are are on sale Thursday. Are you guys going? Get them before they sell out. They'll sell out quick. Y'all think Dickey's Arena, which holds 10,000 people, is going to sell out for this this event? What do you think, Philip? Uh, no. <laughs> I've heard Dickey's Arena is nice. I'm going to issue a challenge here. I've never been to the conference basketball tournament because usually East Carolina is pretty irrelevant. It's, you know, last year's conference tournament win was the first in like five, six years. Somebody texted in and said mask Pinedo equals Zorro. Uh, so that could be a fun, fun trend. Um, I've never gone. If ECU finishes above 500 in conference play, I'll be there. You lying. I'm serious. They're five and six now. They have seven games left. Is my math correct on that? Ten and eight. They got to go five and two down the stretch. What are the odds of that? <laughs> Near zero. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. This is why he's making that bet. He feels comfortable that he's not going to have to do his challenge. Anyway. I will be there at the Pirates. I mean, if they win the next three, then they only got to win. Um, I'm not two I'm of the not, next four. I wish Erica was I'm listening not. right now because I, you know, she, she said she don't listen. Yeah. Oh, I was boy. wanting to know her thoughts on you saying I'm traveling to Texas a single next month. second. If I told her this, she would be very mad. You're either going to. Either going to Texas or UNC Wilmington. 
Your is that pick. the uh, UNCW baseball game, March twelfth? I'll miss that. I'll miss that baseball game, and I'll pay for Flow Baseball while I sit in yeah. Dickey's Arena. One thing I'll it. never do is pay for Flow Sports. Flow Are you Sports, kidding me? baby. I don't. Oh my gosh, it pains me that I can't watch no UNCW women's in basketball. It is. But really I'm just going to have to just swallow that pill. Uh, the American Sandings guys, USF, just like we all predicted, leading the way, ten and one, seventeen and five. ECU is right in the middle of the pack. They would be the eight seed if the season ended today. And I brought up this point last week. They are zero and six against teams above them, and they are now five and zero against teams below them in the standings. So they are basically a middle of the pack team. They're a bottom feeder, but also I don't think you said South Florida. Man, I'm not saying I'm a South Florida fan, but man, I wish they took care of business in the non-conference. Because they'd be ranked right now. 17 and 5, but not even close to being. I mean, they're net right now. Yeah, 17 and 5, and they're 103. They're not even in the top 100. You, they, they played a bad non-conference and lost a good bit of games. So here's my thing, guys. Here's the path for ECU to an NCAA tournament. ECU more than likely going to be in that 8 9 game, barring something crazy. South Florida in the first round. Or excuse me, after ECU wins the 8 9 game, they can beat South Florida. In the quarterfinals. Mm. I mean, would you rather play South Florida or Florida Atlantic? Florida Atlantic again. You would rather play FAU? I play FAU again. Me, personally. But hey, FAU beat, plays to their competition, man. Yeah, Close I mean, man. that is true. ECU can beat USF, FAU, or Charlotte. The only, team, the only team I would not want to play, two teams, I would not want to play SMU or Memphis. Yeah, I mean, those are the two best, most talented teams, I should say. They don't match up well with each other at all. So, East Carolina, guys, early look ahead to March. There is a path. Early look ahead to Stephen's flight back from <laughs> Texas in 24 hours. There is a path to the NCAA tournament. The Pirates could go dancing this year. They only, all they need is four wins in a row. I mean, that happens all the time. The Pirates could go dancing. They say the Pirates could have went to a bowl game. ECU, there's too many teams in this league, guys. Save your money. I go and go to Omaha. No cap. I mean, why not? Why not go to Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, then go to the NCAA tournament, and then go to Omaha all in the same year? How about that? Enjoy working until you're 80. You don't have no <laughs> retirement left. Uh, what do y'all make of this conference? Like, do y'all actually watch this conference when the Pirates aren't playing? I do. Yeah, I watch. Eh, I'll be honest. If like the if like the bottom half's playing each other, I won't really watch too much. But I've watched I've I've watched about every South Florida and Charlotte game. I watched a couple of FAU games. I watched SMU. Who did SMU play that night that I sent, that we were talking about? We were Texas. Was it North Texas? <sighs> SMU beat North Texas. Yeah, that was a down to the wire. And then I'm uh, I watched South, I watched every single South Florida game because I think they're really good. Coach Schwartz said, I believe over fifty percent of the conference games have been decided by six points or less. So two possessions. Oh, I mean, also, that is crazy. In other news, Charlotte uh, signed their right. coach uh, Fern Fern Fernville. To a contract, so he is the interim tag is now gone. That is a great hire for them. Um, I think that if they have another year of success, success next year, <laughs> he is out of there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when he like he's had success coaching pro ball in Australia, and he made the jump to college, and he's obviously proven he can coach pretty well. I was watching Virginia the other night play against Florida State. They panned to the bench. I just see Ron Sanchez sitting there. Ron Sanchez. <laughs> like, this, what is Ron Sanchez guy? thinking right now? Because like, he left a pretty good – now he's probably making just as much money there. But but doing a third of the work. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, you're living in Charlottesville instead of Charlotte. 
What is there to do in Charlottesville? He's living in Charlottesville instead of Fernsville. <laughs> Did he? Ch- we would be Fernsville if he was living there. The Fogey yeah. has uh, has moved to Fernville as well. He has, according to his Twitter. Man, he was uh, he was partying in the student section that day. Man, I tell cool. you what, y'all. I know you're a Biff Pogue hater, but I love me some Biff Pogue. I'm not. I'm not a hater. I just think the whole thing is just. I think if he doesn't win this year in football, it is going to go way down. Correct. Quickly. Yes, one hundred. Like he's got to start winning some games. But I'm saying he came in with the bank. You know what's funny? The other day I was looking for the ECU Charlotte basketball highlights, but America doesn't make no highlights. So I'm scrolling through the conference and I found his media tape. Oh gosh. <laughs> Three questions. That's it. That's all you have. He just slams the table. I watched it the other day. I was like, man, that is gold right there. ECU really has to win that football game this year. I mean, that is. You just you can't lose to Charlotte. That game's going to be packed. People are going to oh, yeah, be squished in there like sardines seats. in there. I might not even be able to get a media pass. Right, what are the odds they actually move this game? No, I feel zero. like we should say. Zero. I feel like we should go on there and say, look, they do not meet the minimum seat requirement for the conference. We're not playing. Move the game. Bring it to Greenville. Something. I wish. Because they do not have the minimum seat. We'll have 15,000 people from the Charlotte area that are ECU fans and want to go. That don't include all of us wanting to come from Raleigh and Greenville. Like, come on. I wish. This, I think, this should not be legal. This is crap. It says their capacity is 15,314. I mean, that is just... Like, how can you even play FBS football with that? You can't legally... They were supposed to already have it fixed by now, like they've been in too many years, but the NCAA gave them like, exemption time because of COVID. They were like, well, each state's got different rules as to what counts as essential employees, so you can't bring forced construction workers to work. And it's like, come on, COVID was like five years ago, four years ago now. They need to have some seats in that place. It's a nice stadium, but it ain't got no seats, and there's plenty of room to expand. This is crap. We shouldn't have to go there. Boycott the game. You Bring it to Greenville. Play at Bank of America Stadium. Play it in Chapel Hill, NC State. I don't care. We ain't playing in front of 15,000 people. We move it to my high school. We have less stands, but at least you can kind of stand around the facility, you know, stand down at the fence. I don't know. No something. My brother Scott just texted in. He just said they literally beat us last year. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, ECU can't lose again because that was an embarrassing performance, Scott. It was it was probably the worst day I've had covering the team. No, that's not true. The worst day. Well, well, speaking for myself, right. honestly, but going to Navy, Navy, putting up a donut, dude, that was <laughs> the worst. Last year was pain, guys. So much pain. I thought, uh, and, and you know what's funny? I thought the year before Senior Day loss versus Houston was bad, but man, that was just that the, was just a, man just that a, man that was just the Lord telling me this is the appetizer. Just hey, wait, Casey, you weren't here when we had to wait twenty four hours to lose to A and T. That was I take it back. That was still the worst for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, losing to North Carolina A and T, there will be nothing that on a Sunday on a Sunday. Yeah, nothing will ever because the day before. The captains were walking out to midfield for the coin toss. The place was jacked. Pretty good crowd for the Saturday game. Lightning delay right as they're about to do the coin toss. I can't remember if they finished it or what, but either way. Lightning delay, severe weather comes, game pushed to Sunday, and then like there was 10,000 people that showed up, and you lose North Carolina A&T. Throw a pick six. Disgusting. And then you bounce back and crush North Carolina the next week, which is more embarrassing. That was the end of uh, Larry Fedora. All right, we got to get a break in. We'll come back. We will maybe talk ECU baseball. Or maybe we'll just talk about random memories and look back at last year and uh, past ECU football. 
games as well because that's the type of show this is. We've talked Valentine's Day. We've talked NASCAR. And we're talking random ECU sports. We'll be right back. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. What's happening? Tell me. Every ECU fan's one stop for all things ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back in to Hoist the Colors. It's been a fun show. We've discussed a little bit of everything. Somehow we we brought up uh, some of the worst moments that I've covered and that Kaysen has covered and that Philip has covered. My brother's texting and he says, a and T or the he says the UNCW regional was definitely one of the worst. So that was uh Philip, were you here for the, the time ECU lost to UNCW? So that was twenty eighteen. I was a freshman, so we got sent home because you know, they kick you out of the dorm like twenty four right. hours after your final exam. So I watched it on TV. But no, I wasn't. Speaking of baseball, what could have been the worst game I ever covered is had we lost Queens last year. Because I drove that, all the way to Charlotte yeah, and was, set uh, in like twenty degrees. That could have been the worst. I don't know what is my worst, honestly. But losing to Texas in that fashion, I mean, that's got to be. Just from the I watched tasting the, it. I watched this highlights yesterday, actually. It's I mean, you, everybody was already making their Omaha plans. I had people texting me saying, what hotel we're staying at. I when was they like, won the, the first night? No, when EC was up 7-2. to two Oh, my gosh. 7-2, top of the seventh, two outs. <laughs> Misses the ball. Misses the ball. The wall. The Hispanic Titanic. I watched it last night. Man, I don't even think about that. Let's talk pirate baseball, guys. New season, twenty twenty four. Are we ready for some baseball? I'm looking forward to. I've been counting down the days. Me and my friend group are looking forward to it. Starting a tailgate. Looking forward to every year. Me and my best friend went to Charlottesville last year. We're there for the whole week. Tore it up there. We lost. It was still a lot of fun. Just looking forward to it. And also, this is one of the bigger matchups around the country between two tournament teams. And people forget this Ryder team knocked out Coastal Coastal Carolina in their own regional. And I mean, this is a, I mean, I don't, I haven't looked in yet, but have you looked on who they came back? Or? So Scott Rogers, he was doing some prep work, play by play boys for ECU baseball. He was here. He said three of their top four hitters are back. They do have a very small roster. I think less than 30 guys, and they did lose a lot specifically from a pitching standpoint, but we're still kind of diving into it. But it looks like they've got some pieces back but also lost a lot. But still, anytime you've got a program that just went to a regional, just beat Coastal Carolina. Beat the host. They're not going to come in intimidated. Yeah, and I'm so looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the game, but I'm also looking forward to the environment. I mean, Pirate Baseball, and I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but... The weather, I don't know what's going to happen with that. The weather. Props. Props to you I had to ask Cliff Godwin about it. You know? Props to you. I'm surprised he didn't it's beam still, through the screen and late, like Superman laser your eyes through the screen. He, uh, I knew, I knew it's the preseason, so Cliff is still in a good mood. Now, when they're losing to Ryder at any point this weekend, if that happens, then I'll, I'll back off on the, the, the weather questions. Yeah, if he, yeah, if, mm. and look, I'll say this, I'm not going to, I, I honestly think they might drop one this weekend. Do you? Well, I mean, look, I mean, it's opening weekend. Riders a good team. Juices it, will be flowing. Now, if they lose a single game, the world will be coming to an end. Yes. But if it, they lose it's Friday, baseball. If they lose Friday night, oh, it's yeah, over. I mean, Season's over. Don't even, don't, oh. don't even roll out the baseballs tomorrow. It's, uh, look, I mean, this, this team, this program, I shouldn't say this team, this program got swept by Bryant. 
to open the 2021 season and still hosted a Super Regional. So. Yeah. Let's not overreact, folks. Although you know you will overreact, including us. It's part of the job. And then you got Campbell on Tuesday. Campbell on Tuesday, Campbell. UNC. So, I mean, there's no light landing. It is full go into the season. Philip, uh, I know your schedule this weekend is packed. Are you going to be able to make it out to Clark Claire at all, or are you going to be stuck producing all weekend? I get to go Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I've got some choice words for the conference. That basketball game should be at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. I do not have the amount of staff that I need for Sunday having two games at the same time. So to the American Athletic Conference, heck with you. That's the best I can say on air. Well, we uh, they the knew we were going to be at home in baseball this weekend. They knew that. They could have easily, and I know they're not going to let us schedule a ESPN. I know we get to choose the times Sunday, but they're not going to let us do an 8 o'clock ESPN Plus game on a Sunday night. But they could have easily made that game Saturday, and then we could have you know, had the decision to make it really late instead of playing it during baseball. And we have a women's game Saturday, yep. and their softball, softball weekend. I got a PA, like two or three softball games. It's, Is the cross here? No, they're on the road, Okay, I think. I'm pretty sure. But I don't know, man. It's a... There's a lot going on. Yeah, like, come on. You, you guys know we host the opening week in baseball. American. We are the reason you are relevant in baseball. Get your head out of your booty and, and let us be on the road in basketball this weekend. They, I, I couldn't imagine what the operations staff and the marketing staff's going through with yeah. so many games going on at one time. I really feel bad for them. I just want to make sure, club, I just, I just want to make sure we need to make sure the number one priority for the marketing team is to make sure club chaos happens on Sunday. It doesn't matter about how it's with baseball, softball. Just make sure Club Chaos is on schedule. Club Chaos. How do we feel about Club Chaos? I know how I feel about it. I can't say it on the air. What is Club? I, don't know I can't say it on the air either. Is. You don't know what Club Chaos is? No. It's the. Where have you been, man? It's the ten minute stretch. It's the. Tw- it's the. It's the fifteen electric. It's the fifteen fi- minute it's stretch. It's the fifteen to seven minute stretch on the timer before tip off for basketball games. Where the arena goes pitch black, red streaming lights everywhere, playing electro dance music. Oh, I didn't know that was called Club Chaos. Chaos, I did not know that's what it was called. Absolutely. Like, just think about going to your first ever basketball game, tripping up the stairs, and walking walking into Club Chaos. Like, man, this is hype. Um, What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, Sunday, we got a conflict, Kaysen. We might as well settle it on the air. Baseball at one. Basketball at two, is that correct? What time yeah. is the basketball game? Basketball is at two. So who's one thirty airtime? Cover you cover baseball or basketball? Basketball. Because I figured you would be basketball. Because, and also, and because what time's baseball game? You said one. Baseball's at one. Okay, look, because there's a, another conflict with this too. My granddad's birthday's that day, so we're having brunch at ten. Wow. In, in Goldsboro. Now, l- listen, listen. This weekend, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have right here. Listen to this next day stretch. Valentine's Day tomorrow, I'm probably going to do something. You got My birthday Thursday, you know how that's going to be. You're not doing anything for that. You're going to have club chaos. He's, he's, working, gonna, he's working a basketball game on Thursday. I am going to work the basketball game thurs, Thursday. You get club chaos at the game and club chaos after it's, the game. Exactly. So then, and then Friday, we're tailgating starting at like 12-1. Baseball game. Going out. Saturday, Saturday we're going to Saturday we're going to we're going to baseball tailgate baseball we're going to sub dogs af, after you're going to the women's basketball game too. <clears throat> Next we're going to uh, it's at the same time as baseball they're both uh, at two exactly how am I going to both man just go back and forth mm-hmm. all right so sub dogs that night and then go out that night wake up in the morning a little hungover 
drive to Goldsboro for brunch, leave brunch, drive back to ECU, cover some ECU basketball. So yeah, I'll do basketball because it also okay. works out because it's a little later. And also, and also, I think you do ba- baseball rather than basketball. Kaysen hates softball. He did not mention ECU softball there. Kaysen Actually, that is softball. not true at all. I was he that's, was, he that's was not texting me updates. I was texting from him ECU updates of opener. ECU season opener. I, was, I can verify. Now they weren't the most positive <laughs> updates, but he was texting me updates, watching watching the game, sending me video. I can verify he watched the beginning of the softball season. There you go. Are you yes. going to co watch him play North Dakota State day at four? You want to come hang out with me and Scooter? We're going. Are you asking me or Kaysen? Kaysen. I'm not going. I'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> but also, granted, I do have a bunch of work that I need to do today because I'm trying to get all my work done before. That's fair. My weekend I forget, starts. you guys are still in school. You and Joe and Dom try to make plans, y'all. Y'all got homework and crap. Yeah. Like, come on, graduate, y'all. Yeah. I normally, and also, I normally get stuff done. Like, I have this, like, weird habit, which it's a great habit, but I like to get my school assignments, like, at least two days done before. That's a great habit. I mean, that is. So, like, you're the so, opposite of procrastination. Yes, like, like, it like I get antsy when I have an assignment due at left fifty nine, and I'm like still doing it. Yeah, I mean, if you wait till the last minute, it'll. Uh, <laughs> somebody just posted. Don said, "Forgot church on Sunday." Oh my! Yeah, so you, gonna, you gonna try to go to church as well? Listen, the brunch is the brunch is at my grandparents' church, so we go to church there at you ten, go. and then we church at ten, then brunch right after. So it's gonna be a long day that day. So this is going to be quite the weekend for Case uh, and. And then he's going to go home after basketball and watch William Byron win the Daytona 500. Not hey. William Byron. I'm going to watch Ricky Spinhouse win it again. He's going to back wreck to everybody on the final on the on the final lap and win. He's going to be the first back to back champion since Denny Hamlin in 19 and 20. You heard it here first from Case and Romaley. I hope I, I hope Denny Hamlin wrecks on lap one. Ditto. Riders coach, according to Johnny Robertson, not to completely change the gears. By the way, you are going to help me pick out a new favorite driver Friday, so we'll get, get that done too. Uh, Riders coach announced last night that their starting right fielder will not be making the trip to Greenville due to illness. Their backup catcher will be playing right field. So if you're in the right field area with the rest of your students, Casey. We're normally like left center. Oh. Uh, so we are. Y'all need to go to right up. field and get on this catcher. Right field's not that hard to play. I'm pretty sure that kid will do just fine. It would be harder to play if, you, would, if you and right. Club Chaos arrive right. in right field. You're right. I will say, though, I will say that we've been, me and my group of friends have been to every game the past three years, and we have talked a lot. And we, I promise you, us as a group, we've scored like six, seven runs for sure. Sarah Son- uh, Sanders says, where are you eating in Goldsboro? I'll buy you lunch. I have the same plan. Uh, I think we're eating at the uh, Western Sizzler or that or somewhere else. I'm pretty sure that's where the reservations are, I think. I think. I'm not All right, sure, Sarah. The Western Sizzler. Russ just asked, what is Club Chaos? All right. If you don't know what Club Chaos is. We, uh, we already had this conversation. Meet, meet me and Steven in, in 213 Thursday at yeah, 650. If, you, if y'all want to see the real Club Chaos, top of 213, 650, Thursday night, pre-Wichita State. We'll be experiencing Club Chaos. You will be, too. All right, we got to get a break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show on this Tuesday. This is Hoist the Colors. All right, let's go. Back to Hoist the Colors with Stephen Iko. Jake out for me and Hotty Joe Ho. 194.3, the game. All right, welcome back in. Hoist the Colors. A few minutes left here. We've got an update. Sarah, Sarah Sanders on YouTube says, Love the Sizzler in Goldsboro. 
and she's going there herself. Y'all can start the party there, she says. So. We start club. We start club chaos there. Pre-game. Club chaos pre-game begins at what's the, the what's it called again? The Sizzler. The Sizzler. Um, another thing. Josh Thomas wants to know where you're tailgating. Apparently, you're a popular guy, Casey. Where are you tailgating at Friday? I'll be tailgating um, in the like the football tailgate lots in front of like Town Bank Tower in there. I don't know what that lot's called, but I got the email today. Getting the parking pass, me and a bunch of friends. We have a gray canopy with um, I don't know what truck we're taking or car, but we will be there. You'll see a, you'll see a bunch of us there, a bunch of us guys, and so feel anyone that's listening to this feel. Feel free to stop by, hang out, have a beer. We're doing that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but I will not be there Sunday because I'll be at basketball, but my my uh, group will be there. Am I allowed to stop by? Of course, man. Of course, stop by. We're going to – Friday, we're going to have, like, hot dogs, hamburgers, and, like, grill out stuff. So if you want okay. you want a plate, you can come get a plate. I might be stopping by. So I guess that – I don't know if it's called the White Lot anymore, but that's what I know it as because that's what it was a kid, the old White Lot uh, by Town Bank Tower. Don says it should be called Club Unplugged. I 100% agree. <laughs> Let's go. I will say this. like ECU clearly trying to start the party. You know, They're trying to get people hyped. The pro- and the music selection is pretty good. It's just like I feel like nobody buys in, and everybody's just kind of like looking around, and they're like, what's going on right now? Why are the lights out? <laughs> Why is I'll, it- say, I'll, I'll say this when I'm uh- – a couple of my friends who play ACC basketball have come to a couple games this year, and each time they ask me, Kaysen, what are we doing here? And they've been to, I mean, Casey's been to, I think, probably over 100 different arenas and played everywhere around the country, and he said that he's never seen nothing like that before. Club chaos, baby. We're not drinking enough before the games. That's the problem. We drink before it. basketball or before baseball and football. We just need to have the students start tailgating basketball, and then they'll get more pumped up. Actually, there is a group. They're called the Scallywags. They do. Yeah, uh, Scallywags. I feel like, too, that people don't get to the basketball games early enough. Like, no. I'll always look up on a, I guess, any night, basically, and I'm like, there is nobody here. And then, like, 10 minutes into the game, I'll look up again. I'm like, it's actually a pretty good crowd. Like, yeah. why does everybody get there at, like, 7.20? I also think it's, I also think it's a little hard to get in there because, I mean, if you look around, like – Sometimes I've been a little late, and I walk in right at like seven or six fifty, and there's always a line of people getting in. I, I, it's I think it's slow, scan, slow scanner scan in because because well, I know because everybody tries to come at the same time because I always got to go home, pick up the kids from daycare, all that, get there, cook dinner. Because I know at least for football and baseball, sometimes they don't even scan; they just like get in there, right? So I don't know if that's baseball. How, it's just. Come on, Super in. Regionals, yeah. we had yeah. 9,000 people yeah, in the least. record books, remember, so we had 6,000. Yeah. I remember Super Regionals. I was mad, but not mad. But I remember we bought our tickets for the Super Regional. We bought them, like, right. It was, like, 65 bucks. And then we get there, 10 a.m. They played Saturday. The first game was Saturday, right? Was it Thursday or Friday? Friday. The, Friday. Friday, the first game. We get there at 10 a.m. We're getting in line. And then, the, and, and then the gate's open. We have our tickets out. They don't even scan them. They just look at them. And we're like... Just roll in. Like, like yes, I understand, but I mean, I just paid $65 for this. But Alright. Apparently, we're out of time. Wow, this show flew by. We talked about everything. Josh Thomas says he will be in the jungle lot, so come see us. That's a long walk to make, so you have to make it. High Rollers are in the Murphy Center, Don says, and apparently I should be a Larson fan, according to Aaron Watkins. So we'll figure that out. 
later this week. All right, we got to get out of here. Hoist the colors. We'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll have some football audio with Mike Houston Moore and Bobby Harwood. See you then. This has been Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in.